This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Well, good afternoon. It is 2 p.m. Central Time in St. Louis, Missouri, in the Midwest, and you are listening to Altitude Adjustment, the twice-weekly podcast about people, politics, and professions. And we want to welcome back um, our co-host, Leonard. Welcome back. Hey, thank hey, you for back. having me. Oh, man, we missed you. We missed you. Warren, yep. was, Warren was, was, was driving me up a wall. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Glad to have you back. I was to hold it down. He was holding it down. We were making do, but we, we really can't do the show without you, so we, I'm glad you're back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So before I start into today, today's topic, today we're going to talk about COVID-19 and, um, you know, as much as we can cover uh, about COVID-19 from our perspectives, obviously. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a fan chaser. I'm not a big celebrity person. And there are very few celebrities that have, that have ever stirred me to want to meet them, to, to, uh, connect with him. But one that has absolutely been a favorite of mine since I was 10 years old, nine years old was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, um, I, I watched him play college ball. I watched him through the pros. Um, yeah, I've watched uh, him as he's gotten out of the uh, basketball and, and moved on with his life. I think the NBA um, missed a great opportunity for a, a great man to contribute to the game, contribute back to the game as a coach. But that's obviously my opinion. Uh, and the only reason, well, I can say the only reason, one of the biggest reasons I bring him up is that he recently did a um, a um, op-ed piece for um, the Hollywood Reporter, and it talks about um, the situation dealing with Jeopardy and the search for a replacement. And I mention this because I think it is a worthwhile piece to read. Um, Abdul Jabbar to me is a uh, is a class act. Uh, very intelligent man. And so I, I think you'll get something out of the piece if you read it. With that in, in, in the, uh, uh, out of my system, we can get back to COVID unless you guys want to make a comment about uh, Abdul-Jabbar and, and be careful. He's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing other than he's, he was a great player and he's a great guy all around. I recently listened to an interview he did with Toure, and it was pretty good. Uh, he's he's an awesome guy. Yeah, he he he's... I go ahead. No, I was going to say I I have nothing but great respect for him. His ability as a player. I mean, he was he not only was a good player. He has he had a shot that will forever change the game. That Scott Hook. Nobody could. Duplicate it. Nobody could stop it. Nobody could do anything with it. Uh, so, you know, you have great players in every game. Then you had those transitional players that when they came on the scene, they changed some aspect of the game forever. So Abdul-Jabbar was definitely 
was definitely one. Mm. And what I remember about him, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, How about we save it for another show? Okay. All right. All right. Let's get into let's get into the COVID nineteen. Uh, and and the reason I I wanted to talk about COVID nineteen, um, we're gonna touch on some of the conspiracy theories and some of the reasons people don't want to, you know, get vaccinated and all that kind of stuff. But one of the, the things that was important to me is, um, so there was a, you know, rewind six months ago, you know, I think it was six months ago, we were, we were in lockdowns. Was it six months ago? We were yeah. in lockdown. So, huh? Sounds about right. Yeah. So um, now we have the Delta variant, which is more highly transmissible, more dangerous. Mm -hmm. And we have and we haven't gotten lockdowns yet. Now, there's some start. There's been some movement towards, uh, uh, you know, re-implementing the mask mandates and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're still hearing those same, um, talking points, that same insanity about, uh, uh, vaccines and all of that kind of stuff. And we're still having that kind of an argument. And so I'm, you know, what is your, what is your, you guys take on what's happening in our society as far as how we're dealing with a contagion that is causing such harm as what we're dealing with now? I think uh, it depends on really uh, what sources uh, that you actually believe in, because if we look at the news, you know, we're going to get uh, the point of view that uh, the numbers are going through the roof, the ICUs are filled and um, it's spreading. And the big complaint is against unvaccinated people. So the people on the other side, the people that have been vaccinated are feeling like that these uh, anti-vaxxers or non-vaxxers, vaccine hesitant, whatever you want to call them, are, are the, you know, are the enemy. And they're out protesting against masks and everything else. So we're really divided to the point where <clears throat> I don't know how this is going to pan out. I know if, if we go back to a lockdown, it's going to be even worse because the anti-vaxxers are going to really act up now. You know, they're going to really clown. Yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying. And, that, and, that's, um, and that's the concern as I see it as what's happening um, mm -hmm. is that we, we haven't gone to protective measures because of the uproar that was caused last time because of the behavior yeah. of last time. And that means more people are going to die. That simply means more people are going to die. I've read in, in the newspaper that, you know, hospitals in Mississippi and in Texas are at capacity. Uh, the emergency rooms are at capacity yeah. dealing with COVID patients. So that's true. So, you know, if we if we're if we're at that stage and we're seeing that kind of behavior, why, 
Why are we fighting to keep open the society? Well, well, and I'm speaking as a person that was just basically hospitalizing in a nursing home for over four, for about four months because I caught COVID. Uh, most of these anti-vaxxers don't have a medical reason not to get the vaccine. The vaccine scientifically has been shown to be effective. Uh, had they went and got the vaccines last year, most of these people that's out here fighting against mask mandates and vaccine and everything else, we probably wouldn't have this Delta variant. A basic science thing is viruses mutate over time. If you don't stop the spread of them, you don't, you don't, you don't wipe it out. It will mutate. Yep. And if you remember early on in this epidemic, we weren't having the young kids get sick. Now young kids are getting sick and dying. And I'm just thinking about all of these governors that are anti-maskers, MAGA people, and they're using their power to hurt kids, like the knucklehead down in Florida who refuses to use his power to put mask mandates in Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to leave school districts alone and let the local people handle their local population. And, you know, kids, kids are dying. Kids under 12 are starting to die. And, you know, just like the smallpox vaccine, when they started get, uh, doing a smallpox vaccine, it was within the emergency authorization because it wasn't approved. And, you know, if you listen to the people on Fox News. So let me say, um, uh, so we would have had we would have done the same thing with the with the smallpox vaccine. So let and me our say, country could have died of smallpox. So let me say, you know, um, as far as the uh, wearing masks in school, the behavior around that has reached a point of where people have become violent, where people have become have mm -hmm. attacked teachers and. They've attacked uh, administrators mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, so, so this, and, and, and the anti-vaxxers, you know, we call them anti-vaxxers. And so we, what we mean by that group is people that are opposed to uh, vaccinations and efforts designed to keep the public safe um, that, that may infringe upon or may step on temporarily some of your liberties in order to protect other people in the society. So that's, that's the anti-vaxxers is kind of an umbrella, a terminology. And, and the thing about that is, um, you know, as, as we entertain trying to um, appease these people, people are dying. People are, are getting sick and, and, you know, there's a lot of trauma that's being perpetrated on society for some people's perception of liberty. Yeah. And that's, and that's what it is. It's a perception. You, it is, it's a false argument to say it's liberty. Number one, number two, your liberty stops where my liberty begins. Now, if you want to get yourself sick, you go ahead and do that but you don't get the right to get me sick as well. And for the people that refuse to vaccinate, 
Think about those of us who came through the public schools, all the vaccinations we had to show proof that we got in order to attend those schools. If you attended military service, you got whatever shot a vaccination they told you to get. No, no argument, no, no thing about, oh, you stepping on my liberties. And I'm just other other way you put the protective measures in and you just deal with the hollering because 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 those anti-vaxxers that brought umbrella going to holler and do what they want to do anyway a lot of those are people that aren't that aren't happy in life anyway so they got to find something to holler about so you know if they don't want to if they don't want to see our society thrive and do well we can't do well if we're all sick and people are dying there was no reason in the world we should be looking at a death rate of over 650 people, 50,000 people. We so, shouldn't have had it. Like Warren says, um, it comes down to who you trust. Um, it, it comes down to, uh, so Warren is, and, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, he's my resident um, um, conspiracy <laughs> theorist. He, he finds these videos and he, and he found one <laughs> And he found one today. I found a couple of them. Um, and, I, and I'm going to share this one with you real quick. Uh, and this it's been edited. Uh, I just took out just a little bit of it. This, this material, material is being presented at the Copyright Disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, new reporting, teaching, scholarship, education, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that otherwise might be infringing. All praises to the most high One quick question. Are you, Are you people still falling for this engineering crisis, a.k.a. this pandemic? Hi, my name is Heather Cobble, and I'm a registered nurse here in San Diego. I actually resigned from my job yesterday as a registered nurse because of the state mandate to be vaccinated. I was no problem working in the healthcare system over the last 18 months without a vaccine, but now, all of a sudden, I'm a threat to public health? Yeah. These numbers are skewed. The testing is skewed. This needs to stop. But guess what, my people? It's not going to stop. When are you people going to open your eyes and realize that this is an engineered crisis by design? Then I want you people to notice and see how these people are trying to manipulate people of my color in reference of using lines by Biggie Smalls. What's beef? Beef is when you end up in ICU. Just listen. His reference, to, okay, so now his reference to Biggie Small, um, there's a, a news anchor on one of the cable channels that tends to use uh, rap lyrics in a lot of his newscasts in an attempt to, you know, make stories come to life. And mm -hmm. his reference at the end of that was that the guy was using it against black people to get black people to subscribe to his ideology when if you do any bit of any little bit of research you know that that's not correct that that's not not true but you know for people who aren't watching the news on a regular basis for people that aren't watching um that don't know that what he's saying and that the news and the clips that he use are all doctored to fit his ideology 
they will bite um they will bite off on what he's trying to say um a couple of people posted in it in that twitter thread um uh, uh this was about another doctor i, I take that back all right about a doctor and we'll get to that in a bit but he you know he presents he's going to present the information that justifies his argument and i cannot imagine that people why people would trust him but what we found is that people aren't looking for information to de decide what is right or wrong they're looking for information to support what is right or wrong what they believe is right or wrong so that's how that's that's how that conspiracy stuff continues to grow it, it's not going to go away it, it's not the medical professionals that that people are looking to to either support or um you know to understand what is going on what is happening who to believe and who not to believe <clears throat> it's people like this guy is in his car <clears throat> driving down the road making his video in his car not paying attention he's doing the best he can to divide his attention between his phone and recording and the, and watching on the highway where some where he could potentially kill someone's child or kill some adult or kill you know a father going to the supermarket or whatever the case may be so instead of uh as a as a person who's committed to his idea who wanted to present his his arguments in a in a fair environment a good environment he didn't stop and set his phone set his camera up in his in his home and make his plea and present his evidence all of the evidence that he presented in that um in that video was uh clips that he got off the internet because i i looked for them and i found them they're all clips off the internet so my question is is how do you say that uh, that a conspiracy exists when your only evidence is clips that somebody else made you have absolutely zero um, information of uh, uh, of reporting, legitimate reporting from a legitimate news source that found that uh, that these things were happening, that this information was being covered up. You want to join me? Yeah, it was just like you said before. They're not looking for information to make a decision. They've already made their decision. They're looking for information that will back their decision. And they don't want legitimate uh, research. All they got to do is somebody make a clip and you believe them. Like man going around hollering the last election was stolen from me. And the only thing he appears on, on, uh, rallies and press conferences saying it's stole, but you know his minions in over 60 cases was asked to show this evidence and they never showed evidence they just 
They just repeated his lies and claims. And now, like Michigan, the federal judge in Michigan is making them lawyers pay for all the costs. They told sure. them you misused the judicial system and all. And that's the same thing going here. And, you know, that guy didn't make a public spectacle out of him getting a vaccination. In a, in a rally he did last week, he said, yeah, I got a vaccination, get that vaccination. When the crowd's starting to boo, then he bagged off of it. Then he bagged off. But he he didn't push getting vaccinations as hard as he pushed the other stuff. So I, I just think, I think that's interesting too. So, you know, there's the other aspect of it that people are using this for their own. Um, who is Michigan's um, um, governor? I've got a question. Gretchen uh, Whitmer. Yeah. Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah. That, she was a. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, the one that tried to take out. You're right. Tried some to take people. Out. I, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to get off topic. So I just, I just left right. that out. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, you know, there are people who are just using playing politics. It's, it's a thing about power. You know, if I can get people to follow me, then I can be a player in major politics or local politics and that kind of stuff. And it, you know, what I'm saying doesn't have to be a hundred percent accurate because what can you do about it? In most cases, all you can do is slap me on the hand and said, you know, someone says, uh, the information that you used is incorrect, you know? So, so now we've got, um, but, it, but, but what's happening and, and then we, we can jump off the COVID thing and we can go into something else. But, but my concern is, um, I think we're being slow to react um, because we're talking about hospitals filling up again. We're talking about uh, people dying again, and we're talking about something highly transmissible. And and I think because of because of all of that pushback, and like you said, we've got kids now, you know, getting sick from this. Um, and and I think some of the people who are claiming that that this is a hoax such as that guy uh doesn't don't read a newspaper they don't read information they don't research um one of the other clips that that warren sent me um because he runs at, he just runs across it i'm not saying he's a conspiracy theorist I, he's a lot he, he i'll was, go ahead and say it. I, go ahead and say no it. i don't I'll, think you're a conspiracy theorist it. I don't, I don't think you're our resident conspiracy theorist because you, you at least run across that information um, because, you know, we have those, we have these conversations offline um, yeah. and, and I know you don't, you know, you don't subscribe to some of the more far out stuff, but one of the clips uh, was a Dr. Christina Parks. Yeah. And Dr. Christina Parks was, you know, went to uh, Michigan school of medicine and she was a, a biologist, microbiologist. I don't want to misquote her um, yeah. credentials. Yeah. And so I went out and, you know, she has some impressive sounding credentials. And so I went out and looked, you know, did a research, did some research on her. Now, 
considering that I'm, I'm doing a search on the internet, I'm doing a search on, um, you know, Google, uh, it's going to be, I'm not going to have access to certain things, um, that, you know, like a real reporter would have who would go and, you know, ask for records using a FOIA freedom of information act mm -hmm. or something like that. So take that in consideration. Um, but the search that I found, um, she is using it. I could, I, I went to the, the Michigan school of medicine. They don't uh, allow you to search for, you know, graduates so that I couldn't verify her credentials. Um, wow. But you know, she, she is last I last I found was she was home. She was a homeschooling teacher of science. So that's what she's mm -hmm. using her, her degree at. And she's a, an anti vaccine supporter. And there was a, a couple of, I, I, I've included in the show notes, uh, the little bit of research that I was able to find about Dr. Christine. And so you can you make your own observations. And I'm not saying that she's totally ill-qualified. I'm saying mm -hmm. the things that I did find about her did bring questions to my mind about the efficacy of her um, testimony uh, at this uh, in Michigan about this bill. Because they, they have a bill going before um, that's being debated now. Right. Uh, about preemptively. Let me tell you, let me show you, there's an article that's in that uh, things that I left, you know, that I, I put in the show notes. Uh, and this is from that article from the uh, Michigan Advance. And there's, and you can do the research yourself. Um, a GOP bill is pre, uh, to preemptively prohibit mandatory employee vaccination. Saw the light of day on Thursday in a House committee hearing saturated with COVID-19 conspiracy theories and anti-vaxxer rhetoric. House Bill 4471, introduced by State Rep. Sue Aller, a Republican Wolverine, would create the Informed Consent in the Workplace Act to prevent employers from discriminating against individuals who have refused to be vaccinated against COVID-19, influenza, tetanus, diphtheria, and or pertussis. The state has not issued vaccin vaccination mandates. Some employers, including Spectrum Health and Henry Ford Health System, have issued their own vaccine requirements for employees. Now the hearing comes as COVID-19 cases are again jumping in Michigan, mostly due to the more contagious Delta variant. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, DHHS, reported Wednesday that a total of 925,377 Michiganders have tested positive and 20,076 have died of the virus. That's significant. 20,000 people. Go ahead. That's just in Michigan? That's in Michigan. Right. Mm. Wow. Some of the, some of the, they posted in, or I originally saw it in a um, Twitter thread and I did more research and I found it on YouTube, but in that Twitter, same Twitter thread, uh, mm -hmm. someone said, she killed this. Everything that my spirit had been telling me just backed by this black queen and 
the science. She, another one, she brilliantly hit all the nails on the head. And you have to watch the video um, to, to see her perspective on this. But again, you know, these people were chiming in and they were saying, you know, and they were pushing forward this lady's behavior. And uh, I had some questions. And so I did yeah. a little bit more research. Did it say, did you run across the uh, vaccination rate in Michigan? No, I did not. I did, I did not do that. But that won't take a second here. Let me take a look it up. Well, let's look it up. Yeah, I don't remember it being low, but uh, it could be. I think Missouri is still being considered low, if I'm not mistaken. Well, at first, Missouri was one of the top three, along with Texas and Florida, when that Delta variant hit. And uh, it was the people in southwest Missouri who listened to the previous guy refuse to get vaccinated. Oh, yeah. And, huh? Yeah, yeah. And then the people, they had to travel because all the rural hospitals was going to Cox Medical Center in Springfield. Cox got overloaded. And so the people had to travel to St. Louis and Kansas City to get treatment in Jeff City. And they spread the Delta variant all over the state of Missouri. Yeah, I think Mercy had some uh, places out there in uh, West Missouri too, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. And, you know, one of them was Cox and, you know, the hospitals up here had to send ventilators down there and yeah. not to mention over a hundred, some 150, some people came up to St. Louis to oh, get yeah. treated and they spread and they spread their COVID all around. Not to mention that St. Louis city and North County was having his own fight with getting blacks to go and get vaccinations because you know they kept citing uh the uh the tuskegee study right uh, and some other things that blacks you know were the target of when it came to medical studies and medical research and they don't understand i, I can understand what you thought was in but now we're at a point where you don't get this thing people are dying exactly you and know. then even when there's breakthrough infections the people are not getting as sick and they're dying a whole lot less like one out of every 10 one out of every uh, 100,000 or 200,000 compared to you know compared to the regular covid so and, you know back live and it's starting it's starting to act <laughs> starting to, to, to be, misbehave again so I have to figure out what the issue is we'll go ahead and finish the show and then I will deal with that later okay alrighty so you know Warren well whatever alrighty so where were we on the on the uh, in the discussion well we were just throwing up the uh, vaccination rates uh, comparing Michigan to Missouri, and they were pretty close. Yeah. And the fact that um, people are um, 
uh, Leonard and I was talking about people in Missouri have started to uh, step up and get vaccinated now, although we still got a ways to go. So one, yeah. So one, yeah. All righty. I, I just, so Leonard, I think talked about, and, and many other people have talked about the, the distrust that blacks have, but of the medical system because of Tuskegee. Um, but we have a higher instance of hypertension and blood pressure. We have higher instances of uh, diabetes and heart disease. Um, we overeat more, uh, easier, you know, faster. Um, and we exercise less, less. Yeah. And, and then to not trust the medical profession is a recipe for disaster. It is a recipe for disaster. Um, I, I, how do we, how do we get away from, you know, how do we get away from that distrust? Do you guys have any ideas on how to, how to move beyond that? I was just thinking about that actually. Um, and I think there's no doubt that the, um, governors, uh, did some awful things. And I think in order to make things better, they need to step up and they need to really own up to the misdeeds of the past and figure out how to work with people to win their trust again. You know, they, they could do more, you know, they could do more. Hmm. To convince people that that uh, they can be trusted. I mean, look at our healthcare situation. What a mess it is. We were talking about that before the show. Uh, until we can get that in a better situation, it's, we still got issues. Yeah. So you know, I I guess I, I'm thinking it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna have to start with us. You you. So yeah, I I don't. No, you're right. I don't know. I don't know who we can get to make apologies for. Um, um, you with me, Leonard? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. I don't know who we can uh, uh, get to make an apology for Tuskegee. And, and I don't know if they've ever done it. So there might be an apology out there. You know, there might be. Um, so, so I understand the distrust. I understand some of the distrust, but you know, we still have to move forward. We still have to, yeah. um, you know, we still have to watch our, our, our lives eat right. Oh, we do. We do. You know, make sure. That... I... Go ahead. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like you, I understand the distrust, but where we can act for ourselves and further our best interests. That's what we got to do. We the ones that got to quit overeating, which I'm in the habit of doing now. We the ones that got to uh, start exercising. I'm in the habit of doing now. So all the things that contribute to the health problems that we have, we're the ones that got to make those actions. And we can't keep sitting around and shooting ourselves in the foot talking about we distrust everybody. Uh, if you distrust them, fine, then you find another way if you can to get yourself healthy. Uh, 
So, you know, I spent three, the three months in rehab and, you know, they taught me how to exercise and get healthy. I had to learn to eat different and everything. And uh, during that those four months I was away from home, I dropped 40 pounds. Uh, you right. know, and I got, I got some more, a lot more weight to go, but that 40 pounds is a heck of a start. Uh, I haven't had to give myself any insulin shots and shoot about six weeks now, but that was from changing the way I eat, changing how much I ate. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's, it's showing some positive signs of turning back the other way. And that's what we got to do. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I caught the COVID. I know how, you know, how, how hard that can be. I didn't have to go on the ventilator, thank God, but I had it bad enough to where I had to go, upon leaving the hospital, I had to go straight to rehab and basically learn how to, how to get myself moving again and get myself uh, to what they call modified independence. And, you know, I'm just work. I continue to work to get to full independence. So, so, so my thought we is, understood. so what my thought uh, is, um, or my question to you guys is, will more people, more black people getting into the medicine industry help with that healing process to bring about more trust in medicine? I would I would rephrase that and say that I think from the way I see it, we need to have a, a better focus on health versus medicine. And the healthier we become, the less we need to depend on medicine. You know, we have a we have images of health that aren't healthy. You know, a lot of us our people walk around and they think carrying 40, 50, 100 extra pounds is no big deal. And until we get a better picture of what health is, we're going to be in bad shape. Remember the Lizzo thing, you know, how people were blowing up over her, of this body positive, positive stuff, which is another show. <laughs> which is another show. Another show we need to have. Right. I think that's somewhere we could start. What is health? Well, I mean, medicine. I mean, as far as trust in medicine, how many of us actually follow our doctor's recommendations when the doctors tell us to change the way we eat, to quit smoking, quit drinking as much, exactly. stay away from narcotics? How many of us, we leave that doctor's office and we, we do the same thing? Like, you know, these days I leave my doctor's office. I don't go make my first stop to the donut store and, and grab me a half dozen donuts to eat while I'm drinking, you know? Uh, like, I, you know, I told my doctor what my wife and I are doing to try to get weight. My doctor said, good, keep it up. Mm -hmm. He said, because, you know, with that weight gone, that's less, that's less stress on your heart, which is less stress on your blood pressure mm -hmm. and all of that, you know? And so our mistrust of medicine as it were, it was already there. Yeah. It was already there. I mean, you know, if we trusted, we'd have left and, and we'd have left unhealthy habits alone. Now I know 
there will come a time that I can eat donuts and I can eat just one, maybe two. Right now it's not, so I have to resist. <laughs> I, I, you know, and, I, and I've been able to resist that. I still love sweet things as much as I used to, but I've yeah. gotten to the point now I can resist. Yeah, there okay. you go. And, 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 that's, and that's just what I got to keep doing. So most of the time, like my wife and I, we eat, we eat a lot of salad. We eat at least one salad a day. And she fixed it up as lettuce, tomatoes, cucumbers, and then we'll have one or two fruits in there, like some, a couple of different types of berries and, and a little orange slices from the orange. So let me get a comment and, in here. You know, huh? So let me get a comment in here. We've got, uh, we've got okay. viewers who are posting comments. Um, so Gloria Miller says, Medical malpractice is America's number three cause of death. Um, that's that's can be. We don't know the all of the statistics behind that number. That may sound I don't... like very ominous number, but if you break it down, it may be there may be some different aspects to it. I don't know if that's um, in the discussion of better health to to demonize the the the, the healthcare system. Uh, you know, are those those uh, practices, you know, are, are those mistakes, uh, willful mistakes, or are they, you know, if the if if a patient doesn't do what the doctor says after surgery or something of that nature, and if the doctor is blamed for the behavior, I, you know, without understanding the whole medical malpractice. Uh, uh, dynamic paradigm, um, you know, we, we're just throwing stuff at the wall that may hurt the discussion and may not be helpful to the discussion. Um, mm -hmm. so, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to push back at the medical malpractice until we, until we break down better what medical malpractice you're talking about and, and how they're determining that medical malpractice is the number three cause of death. So, um, where were we? I just wanted to make note of that because I don't want to leave that out there because I think it was a, I think it was a, 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 while I understand the intent, I, I'm not comfortable leaving that out there without some kind of context. And I don't think that that was made in context um, because we're talking about general health and, and, the, and there's yeah. probably, and we've got a guy coming on, um, John, I'll look up his name later. Anyway, uh, Coach John, he calls himself. Um, and he comes on and he talks about how he lost 100 pounds and that veg vegetables, you know, aren't the only solution. It, you know, it's about, health is about more than vegetables. It's about a mindset. That's my guess. I'm, put, I'm adding that in there. He said to me, <laughs> you know, vegetables, um, you know, it's, it's something more than vegetables. So, so it's, it's our personal behavior. We, we are the doctors because if your physician says, like Leonard said, your physician says eat healthy and you don't eat healthy. What can your physician do? Just keep giving you those drugs. <laughs> that, that's the only option you left them. The only option that you've left your doctor by not helping mm -hmm. take care of your own health 
is for him to medicate, him or her to medicate you. That's the only option you've left him. You know, if you, right. like, like Luna said, you walk out, you walk out of your doctor's office and you fire up and then go get you a, you know, a burger with double cheese. What have you done? Double burger, double cheese, triple bread. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We know what we're talking about. Y'all yeah, know. You got me wanting to go to McDonald's right now and get a double quarter pound with cheese. Right. Fried, salted down. Got salted cheese down. on them too. And a double <laughs> thick shake. Yep. Okay, thick. Now hold up, hold up now. You went too far. Get off the cheek. <laughs> so now I've hit now I've hit your sinful pleasures. See, that's what I'm talking about. You know, we yeah. we've gotten so that our mouth waters over just a mere mention of fast mm -hmm. food and and what i yep. can tell you about these three guys that you're looking at right now or listening to is we all cook oh, we yeah. all know how to put something on the stove that's going to be healthy and that's because we've made yeah. a decision to make life-changing choices yeah and so so Go ahead. When we when we fire up that smoker that I got, <laughs> we got to make sure we get a few vegetables on there. To be honest, keep us keep us on in the just, right direction. Just Don't throw some vegetables right. well, on there. Life isn't about um what you can't have. It's about how what you can have in the right amounts. So moderation is the key to everything. <laughs> So it's, it's not that you can't put some meat on a smoker. It's not that you can't eat a hamburger. You just might leave off the cheese. You might put more vegetables on top of it. Mm -hmm. You might Cut use back a different on kind of bread. And di use a different kind of bread. Cut back on like the for me, Like for me, it's have one hamburger instead of three or four. There you have go. one donut instead of six or seven. Oh. Uh, now you talking mm -hmm. like my wife bought me uh apple pie recently it took me a week and a half almost two weeks to finish it all where in my old days i finished a pie <laughs> in one or two days two days tops i hear you i'll eat a whole pie but you know i i, I eat a piece this day skip the next day eat another piece skip the day it took me a week and a half to finish that one pie now I wanted to go back and get a bigger slices, bigger piece, but I say, you know, I just remember how much in pain I was mm -hmm. from the diabetes, high sugar level, and the neuropathy I was having. Right. And I just said, okay, one piece of pie, and that's it. You go. <laughs> that's it for a couple of days, you know, and and, and and I remember all that. Sure. And so, and so what I want to do you know, I want to say is that let's prevent getting to that point. Yeah. You know, let's rather than, you know, having this hate relationship with medicine and vaccines and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, let's be proactive in our health because yeah. if we don't have, if we didn't have, the what do they call them? Um, 
not triggers, but uh, cravings. No, no. The, the, yeah. the when the, yeah. when they were talking about people who were dying of the the vaccine of COVID, they had these mm -hmm. mortalities. Uh, you know. Oh, you, um, morbidities. No. You, you, well, yeah. What something dealing with you know if you if you were if you you had a weakened immune system if you had okay uh you, you know those things if you don't if we don't have a weakened immune system if we don't if we're not overweight if we are not asthmatic well asthmatic you don't have as much but you, but you, there's things you can do about your asthma but if if you mm -hmm. if you're not if you're eating healthy and your body's healthy and you're exercising then then you, you know you you're in less danger from um right these this situation and then and then um maybe we if we were a healthier society the vaccinations you know may not have been you know as necessary but mm -hmm. one of the things that we've talked about you know is that america is the fattest it's ever been it's the unhealthiest it's ever we've ever been we have yeah. more health equipment, health, uh, health equipment. We have more medical knowledge about health and eating and food, and we're still overweight. Yeah. Yeah. Food is addictive and that's, uh, mm -hmm. that's like drugs, you know, yeah. Once we get, uh, go down that path and things get out of control. Our health goes right down the tubes, right? Eating too much of the wrong things. And so from, yeah, go ahead. Well, just like you say, food ain't no ditty. You just, you know, how many times you eat just one Lay's potato chip? <laughs> exactly. You, 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 you finish off a big bag of, you know, you get a small bag or something. And you eat it, Cheetos or whatever. You like, man, this was good. I need another bag. Mm -hmm. You you always go for more. You go for more, and, and and we do that. We do that with ourselves. But uh, like I said, I had to learn to eat in moderation because uh, definitely at those rehab places, they didn't feed me the way I was used to eating. So I just said, okay, I'm gonna take this time to adjust my palate to eating. Eating to live, I had to change my mentality from eating, from living to eat to I just need to eat to live. So and I, you know it worked. It was it, it was an adjustment. It was an adjustment. So there was a few good things to that stay in the nursing home. Uh, you know, I went out, got my son, went out to walk this morning. You know, I, I, I'm on my walker now. I'm not depending on my wheelchair for as much getting around as I'm getting up on a walker, you know, and just trying to make my legs imitate the ability to walk, I hope, within the next couple months or so. It would be great for me if I could just put keep the walk away and just go walk. And just do that. I enjoy it. You can if you keep it up. So I want yeah. to reach out to the enablers. The enablers are the people that... Um, you know your aunt can't have sugar and you bring right. her a cake. You know your cousin is overweight and doesn't exercise 
and you have movie night. Uh, you know, doing those things that allow people who have uh, challenges with health and eating and exercise and encouraging them to continue down that path. It is not easy. I love a good Big Mac. Love, love, love <laughs> a good Big Mac. But I have the ability to not eat a Big Mac if I don't want one. And mm -hmm. if you know that somebody that you care about can't resist a Big Mac, if you bring it, you sit it on the table, you don't bring them a Big Mac. You bring them right. an apple. You bring them a bag of greens. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they're not going to love you for it. But if they're around to not love you for it, I'm sure you're going to be happy, happier anyway. So I'm, so I wanted to reach out to the enablers because it's not just, it's not just the, the, the people that's battling the health problem. It's the support around them. You know, if you, if you smoke, and you've got somebody in your family that's got cancer, you don't go around them and you, and you, and they're a smoker and they, you don't go around. If they see the cigarette, they're going to want it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's your responsibility. Do you, do you have a, do, you know, what is your responsibility to help? Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to encourage people to look at is that, you know, in this, in this situation with the people getting vaccinated, you know, it's not just about the people who get vaccinated. It's about the people that you're around who may or may not be vaccinated. Yeah. That is true. So you want to add anything else? Uh, we've got about five minutes. Anything that you guys wanted to talk about differently for five minutes? Don't make it too deep. Well, it's good that you brought up the enablers because, uh, it makes me think about that show that my wife watches and I watch it every now and then, but it's, it's kind of disgusting that my 600 pound life. I knew you were going to say that. I mean, you talk about enablers, just, they just about everyone has a big, huge enabler and they walk through the door with a ton of food and just lay it out there and watch them eat all just watch them self-destruct and i'm like what is the point do you want to help this person or do you just want to help them die you know it, it it's pretty gross just the idea that we have that many people that fall into that situation tells us we have a problem sure um, think of a, a poor country somewhere, say India, uh, whatever. Could you imagine people like that over there where, where, where they're really poor? Being enablers? No, no, just, 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 they don't even have access to that, that much that food. level of, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, they couldn't eat like that if they wanted to. Sure. I understand what you mean. And we over here get are able to get addicted and eat too much food because we have access to it. Right. We waste, I mean, we waste so much. We waste mm -hmm. more than they can eat. Right. We but waste that, so much. 
that's something we, we ought to be thankful for the fact that we are that blessed, right? That we can, we, that we, we have, can we, actually we have do choices. it if we wanted to. Yeah, we have choices. But while other people are literally starving, we, ought to, we need to focus on that and maybe that would help redirect. You mm-hmm. know? Maybe, maybe that would be a good reason to uh, say, hey, you know what? Let me go take a plate to somebody else or feed somebody else. On a happier note. <laughs> oh, you, thought, you didn't think that that was happy? <laughs> All right, let's take it. Well, he, uh, Leon mentioned movie nights a few, few minutes ago. If y'all haven't seen it, go see Respect, the movie about Aretha Franklin's story. It was mm-hmm. good. It was fantastic. Uh, just to go about her career, I didn't know that before she got with Atlantic Records and had her early success, that she did like nine albums with Columbia Records. I di- I didn't know that until I saw that movie. Or you know, uh, and they didn't sell because they tried to get her to do what they call standards. Uh-huh. And she, you know, after a while, she said, I want to find my voice. I want to sing the songs I want to sing. And that's where respect, since she's been going, I've been so rude, rock steady, and all that stuff come from. Mm-hmm. So I would just say that movie Respect, you get a chance to see it, go see it. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. On that note, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Karen Hunter and Dr. Greg Carr speak about, they were talking about Aretha, but he got off over on to C.L. Franklin, her dad. Mm-hmm. The stuff he was saying about him, if you think Aretha was somebody, came from her dad. He yeah. he was a he was a rock star in the pulpit, yeah. among other things. He got yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff came down from him. And right. I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All righty. Well, we are done for today, and 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 Leonard, we did talk about. Um, I think we did a, we did a show on, uh, you know, who can tell a story, which is interesting because you bring up the Aretha Franklin deal, and there was, if I remember right, there were two versions of that story, one that the family approved of, and one that the family did not approve of. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. We are out for today. We will be back next Friday. Next Friday. Uh, I wish I could tell you who the guest was, but I haven't looked at the list. But I want to thank everybody for joining me today. I really uh, wanted to thank Leonard for coming back. Um, yeah. Uh, and being able to actually share your story back. You know, share your story uh, on the first time back. So thanks for that. Um, everybody stay safe until next week. Right. That concludes this episode of Altitude Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including stitcher.com, the iTunes store, and the Google Play Music store to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment. 
because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you. <laughs>